today we are going to go over some more of Hebrews. I think we're probably just we're probably just going to do all of Hebrews and it's going to be really good. So yeah, I've just kind of been sitting here this morning with the Lord um getting in this. He's been showing me stuff and it's it's so it's so good. Like, it's all these things that I've read before, that I've listened to before. Like, I've, I've been through this a bunch. And there's there's just something new every time that he wants to teach us. Um, it's just really, it's a good thing. So, we're going to get into it. This is Hebrews 6. Um, not exactly sure how far we're going to go. But it's it's going to be really good. And I, I think this is neat, too, because um, there's there's some things about promises in here. And this is something I, I don't feel like I have, like, a massive understanding of. But God does. <laughs> and we're going to see where it goes. All right. So we're going to skip down a little bit here. Um, yeah. It's impossible to bring back to repentance those who were once enlightened, those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the power of the age to come, and who then turn away from God. It is impossible to bring such people back to repentance by rejecting the Son of God. They themselves are nailing Him to the cross once again, and holding him up to public shame. Don't go the other way. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> will not will not be easy to come back. At least that's what uh, God's telling us. Use what strength you have, what energy you do have, what whatever God's given you to continue getting to know Him. Um, because the 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 tough times in life people dying car accidents sicknesses whatever it is financial stuff it's it's all coming that's like that's promise we get that promise like a guarantee just as much uh as the as the promises that we like to think about more <laughs> and uh so it's it's very good that that we prepare uh for absolute war um is really what it is, and, um, like, I'm not saying you gotta, like, feel, like, the fire all the time, like, ah, Jesus, uh, not like that, um, but sometimes you will, uh, you should, and, yeah, just to, just to really, just to really be prepared, um, for whatever this world is gonna throw at us, that's, like, that's needed. When the ground soaks up the falling rain and bears a good crop for the farmer, it has God's blessing. But if a field bears thorns and thistles, it's useless, and the farmer will soon condemn that field and burn it. We don't want to get burned. <laughs> we don't want to be. We don't want to be useless, dear friends. Even though we are talking this way, we don't believe it applies to you. We are confident that you are meant for better things, things that come with salvation. For God is not unjust. 
He will not forget how hard you've worked for him and how you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers as you still do. Our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true. Then, we got a promise. Then, you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and endurance. As you say, if we keep loving others, as long as we're alive, we get that, man. We don't have to be spiritually dull. We don't have to be indifferent. We don't have to be whatever, people. Um, hey, man, what do you think about this? Whatever. That's like, God's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. He will spit you out, man. Oh, he loves you, man. He, wa he, wants, he wants you to just be like lit up, on fire, not another way. Just living in, man at everything he's promised and we're, we're going to get into more of that here um says for example there was god's promise to abraham since there was no one greater to swear by god took an oath in his own name i will certainly bless you i'll multiply your descendants beyond number then abraham waited patiently and he received what god had promised i that that stuck out to me right there too it says he waited patiently and received what God had promised. And like that was how he received it. Um, is just with patience. Like if, if God's if God's promising you something, it's coming. It's for real. Don't believe anything else, man. Um, whether that's just straight out of the word or the or it's that it's that um, that Rhema word like straight from him for your own life. Whatever that is. Um, God was talking to me today about dead raising. Um, like very specifically it's something he's talked to me about a bunch uh, just just keeps telling me man you're gonna see the dead raised you're gonna lay hands on dead people and they're gonna come back to life and I am excited about it how often do I see a dead person uh, generally at funerals at the moment but <laughs> God's saying there's there's more to come um, which is kind of weird too because it's saying also people are gonna die um, but that's that's just the way it is. So he's nothing but good. He says, "I'll certainly bless you, and I'll multiply your descendants beyond number." Then Abraham waited patiently, and he received what God had promised. Now, when people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it, that promise. And without any question, the oath is binding. And I looked this up. And uh, it showed me like a book, you know, like a, the binding in a book holding all the pages together. And when we call on God um, and he's there and there's this there's this agreement, um, this promise, it's like he just connects it all together and just like, um, and there's organization and it's just, man, it's really good. All right. God has also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. And this, man, that's, does that, does that get you right there? Like, God's never going to change his mind about you. He just, he absolutely loves you. He's, he's, it doesn't matter what you do. Um, doesn't matter if you're with him, then you turn away. Like, he, he doesn't change his mind. Ever. Does not matter what you've done. Um, 
He loves you. He wants what's best for you in, in every situation. Say this with me. God, thank you for loving me. God, thank you. You will never change your mind about me. God, thank you. You will never change your mind about my family. God, thank you. You will never change your mind about my friends. God, you absolutely love everybody. And I get to be a part of it. Thank you, Jesus. All right. God also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he'd never change his mind. So God has also, so God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. That expectation for really, really, really good things because he's God. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the certain, through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Say, I want that. Thank you, Father God. You're amazing. God, I thank you that this is for us, that this is for us today, man. This hope, God. This expectation for good things that leads us through the curtain into your inner sanctuary. God, I speak that over the lives of everybody listening to this, God. Um, that that could just get more real in them, God. That they could, man, that they could just be in that place all the time in Jesus' name. Oh, God's inner sanctuary. Doesn't that just, doesn't that just put a picture in your mind? Like, oh, God, I want to know what that, I want to know what that is more. I want to go deeper into that inner sanctuary. I feel like there's a bookshelf in there, like in one of those mystery movies, and it flips around, and then you got another room, like the inner, inner sanctuary, or something like that. Oh, and he, he wants us, he wants us to know. Jesus has already gone in there for us. That's the next verse. <laughs> Oh, man. And then it goes on to explain this dude. So there's this dude named Melchizedek um, back back in the Old Testament. And he's basically this priest guy. And um, this is interesting. So there's no record of his father or mother or any of his ancestors. No beginning or end of to his life. He remains a priest forever, resembling the Son of God. They have no records of this dude's parents. They have no records of him uh, being born or dying. Um, kind of trips you out. And... Like, what's up with that, God? I don't know. <laughs> so, and then uh, a little bit further on here. So it talks about how Jesus is like in, in the line of that. He was like born uh, in the order of Melchizedek. Um, and it talks about living forever. Jesus became a priest not by meeting the physical requirement of belonging to the tribe of Levi, but by the power of a life that cannot be destroyed. And that's what we have in him. That's for real. That's for real, man. Life eternal. Life eternal. God, thank you I'm never going to die. God, thank you. That's for me, God. That's for me. You picked me to never die, God. And I appreciate it. I don't even know what that means. I can't even fully, like, comprehend that. Like, living forever. 
Uh, it's like, whoa. All right. And the psalmist pointed this out when he prophesied, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Yes, the old requirement about the priesthood was set aside because it was weak and useless. For the law never made anything perfect. But now we have confidence in a better hope through which we draw near to God. That inner sanctuary, that closeness with Him all the time. It's not like a specific place we have to go. He's here. He's with us. He's in us. He's all around us. There's that song. And heaven is all around us. That's for real. And He's inside of us. Shalada. <laughs> Man, it's a good thing. All right. Uh, I don't think we're going to read this part here. Um, hopefully we don't miss anything too good. Uh, if we do, God will take care of it. Because Jesus lives forever, his priesthood lasts forever. Therefore, he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. Jesus is praying for us every single day. And he's good at it. <laughs> oh, man. And that's, talks about forever. Like, right now, like he was doing it, and that's how we got here. And he's doing it right now, and he's going to keep doing it. That's, 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 a, that's a promise right there. <laughs> God, I thank you that, um, yeah, you just, you take really good care of us. The simplicity in this is like ridiculous. I, f I feel like um, when God's teaching me these things, oftentimes I feel like a like five-year-old. Um, it's just really good. Like Jesus is praying for you. All right. <laughs> That's a good thing. Oh. And then he comes down here. There's like a lot of writing in this. And I, I, just, I thought this part was kind of funny too. Um, so he says, here's the main point. We have a high priest who sat down in the place of honor beside the throne of the majestic God in heaven. There he ministers in the heavenly tabernacle, the true place of worship that was built by the Lord, not by human hands. That, heaven, that heavenly tabernacle, if those words don't get you going, man, what's that all about? they should god teach us what that's man what oh what are you doing god we need to know we need to know what you have to say god we need to know everything you think about us and i thank you that it comes from the word god it comes it comes from everything you've given us the finished work god and i just speak that over the lives of everybody listening to this god that not only would they get knowledge on that god but would they get would they get like full understanding that changes who they are completely in jesus name god thank you oh then they're talking about when they're building this tabernacle on earth and uh, God gives them this warning. He says, be sure that you make everything according to the pattern I've shown you here on the mountain. And yeah, like that's, it's, it's like, it's, it's like still that way. <laughs> like with our own lives. Like heaven is this like perfect, beautiful thing. And that's, that's what we're going for. That, that, that upward call, man, that prize that we have in him. 
Um, we're moving towards perfection in him every single day. Um, which doesn't mean we can't beat stuff and we got to stay in the same mistakes over and over. That's not it, man. <laughs> oh, freedom from sin, man. That's, oh, there's like, man, there's like a bunch of, a bunch of promises with that too. Um, we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna go into that too much. Um, yeah. But now Jesus, our high priest has been given a ministry that is far superior to the old priesthood. For he is the one who mediates for us a far better covenant with God, a far better agreement with God, based on better promises. God, thank you for something better. I thank you. I thank you that the old has passed away and all things have become new and that it's so good. If the first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no need for a second covenant to replace it. But when God found fault with the people, he said, and he just stopped me right here, dude. So like people were messing up. It wasn't working. They're constantly reminded of their mistakes. They're constantly making the same mistakes over and over and over. Um, and there was like, no, there wasn't that freedom from sin, man. Um, it was just a constant reminder. And like they, they had to do all this work to be right with God and do all these sacrifices and things that never really fixed the problem. And then they keep messing up more and more and they're complaining and they're doing all this terrible stuff and sexual immorality and alcoholism and this and that. And then God, and then God, where like, I, oh man, he, he just, he comes in and instead of like smashing down with an iron fist, he loves when God found fault with his people, he said, the day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors. When I took them by the hand and led them out of Egypt, they did not remain faithful to my covenant. <laughs> they were complaining and whining and doing evil stuff. So I turned my back on them, says the Lord. But this new covenant I will make with the people of Israel on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors nor will they need to teach their relatives saying, you should know the Lord. For everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already. And I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. When God speaks of a new covenant, it means he has made the first one obsolete. It is out of date and will soon disappear. God loves, man. Like his, his response to wickedness, evilness, all this like bad stuff going on, people messing up. She just comes in and loves. It's like, all right, that wasn't working clearly. Here's a new promise. Here's a new thing to hope in, man. Here's a new thing to, to believe with everything. This is where we're going. I love you. And I'll never change my mind about you. And I have like a bajillion thoughts about you and they're all really good. They're all in your best interest. They're all to bring out the potential that you have inside of you. Everything you were meant to be from the beginning. Oh, God loves you. Father God, I just pray over everybody listening to this that um man you, you you just you just reveal you just reveal that to them even more god your love for them 
Ah, your powerful, powerful, powerful love. It's the only real love, God. I thank you that the that the world's loves a lot, God. Um, and that we need what you have, God, and we can't get it anywhere else. God, I speak that over everybody listening to this, that they'd come get it straight from the horse, man. <laughs> I don't know if that's I think I used the wrong animal in the in the um oh yeah from the horse's mouth. Yes, God. Straight from the, the horse's mouth. I think that's the saying, God. They just come get it right from you, man. In Jesus' name, God. That that they'd just come before you. They'd enter into that throne room boldly, God, with confidence, man. That, um, yeah. Oh, so good, God. In Jesus' name. Amen.